Welcome to We Said That, the podcast featuring spiritual stud and MT, baby. And guess what we're talking about today? Plagues and the wrath of God. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so in order to get us started, we know that the, the story of the plagues was in Exodus. The seventh chapter, uh, 14, there's 10 plagues, right? Mm hmm. So the first one, let's just go down the list. So there's water turning to blood, frogs, lice, flies, livestock, pestilence, boils, hell, locusts, darkness, and the killing of the firstborn. Right. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Do you want to go ahead and talk about how this all came about? Well, when the wicked came, and uh, <laughs> old dude had slaves that he didn't want to leg free. Yep. And uh, so the leaders of the slaves. Um, they had prayed, and they were looking for some way to find relief. Mm-hmm. And so, as they prayed and they sent the leaders to meet with the king, the goal was to be released from slavery. And the Bible puts it that the plagues would come down as the wrath of God. So that it would convince the king to let the slaves free. But we know that that didn't happen. Right. So Pharaoh, well, let it, this is the thing. As I was growing up, we all learned these stories, right? About right. Moses and let my people go. The old hymn, go down Moses. Right. Tell old Pharaoh. <laughs> And let my people go. Yeah, that right there. The thing that always got me <clears throat> in the story was that after something happened, Pharaoh said, Okay, I'll let you go. And then it says, God hardened his heart. So he changed mm-hmm. his mind. Right. And that always put a question in my brain as to you're doing this why do you continue to harden his heart Mm. but then I read something that the bible said and but before we go there I want to talk about these theories about these plagues so there's a story, you know, there's stories about how these plagues actually came to happen. Right. And um, one of them is a volcanic eruption. Right. So what they said was, like, the volcano erupted. The first thing we talk about is the water turning to blood, right? Right. So they said that the toxic acids in the ash 
would have included a, a mineral called cinnabar. And that right. could turn the river like a blood-like red color. Mm-hmm. And then the acid in the water would have caused the frogs to come out because they need clean water. So they're right. everywhere now. Then there's insects that have burrowed eggs and dead bodies, you know, animals and human. And, and then you've got the larva that comes out. So then you have all these insects everywhere. So there's right. your flies and your lice. Then the um, the livestock, right? Then, right. <clears throat> excuse me, the ash in the atmosphere changes the weather. So you got right. acid rain pouring down on people, which in turn causes boils. Mm-hmm. So now you got hail from the, from the temperature change locusts because of the rain and humidity darkness from the ash and basically they were saying that well the guy who wrote this said that he believed that the killing of the firstborn was actual sacrifice to stop the devastation mm-hmm. so I think that there's as we know with Sodom and Gomorrah, there was always a people who want to um, label natural disasters as spiritual judgment. Right. And so that's what that's what I looked at when I, I started um, looking at the the theories as to why this could have happened. And one, I know we're gonna travel down the road later. <laughs> but uh, I, I do have some questions, so I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about the part that you want to talk about before I start going into these questions. Right. So, as usual, my scientific brain mm-hmm. also read that same article. <laughs> <laughs> and it does make sense to me that the uh, explanation, the scientifical explanation of what happened seems more logical than the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liken the story of the plague to the story of Job. Oh, yeah. You know, Job kind of suffered some symptoms or or some affliction that could be compared to what the people in Egypt went through with the Pharaoh. Yeah. And I was reading just recently where it said that God spoke to Job. And when his friends came and said to him, you know, you should just curse God and die. Yeah. You're sinful. You're not a good guy. 
it says at the end of the book of Job that God spoke to Job. Mm-hmm. And the things that he said were basically like, you know who I am. You know that I created the earth. Right. And you know that I have my hands on everything. Because the argument about God's wrath mm-hmm. seemed to be basic human questions. Like, well, why do these people, this group, mm-hmm. seem to be getting all the effects of what's happening? But what about the rich people? Mm-hmm. What about the greedy people? Because what happens is, and even happening right now, mm-hmm. is that when any group is afflicted by some type of sickness, they become marginalized yeah. in society. Right. You know, when HIV epidemic happened, yeah. it was put them away. You know, quarantine them away from everybody. Yeah. They're sick. Stay away from them. Don't touch them. And then the people who aren't sick or who aren't suffering, human nature is to look at them like, well, they must have done something right. You know, and that's not what I believe that God in the Bible is is it all talking about. Hmm. I don't see wrath. What I see is God made a system. This system is multi-layered, mm-hmm. has many dimensions, and it the earth itself is layered with all kinds of ecosystems. Sometimes something disrupts the ecosystem. Yeah. And there's no fault or blame really to be said that's like, oh, well, this group is afflicted because they did something wrong. Yeah. It happens that our ecosystem evolves and changes. And things happen. I mean, we look at cancer. The human body is made up of cells. Sometimes those cells go crazy. And scientists today, we don't know why. Some people's cells mutate. And all of a sudden, people who are perfectly healthy end up with cancer. You know, we can blame environment mm-hmm. or society or even the wrath of God. Yeah. But that does not always have basis in reality. Right. So, I mean, my two senses 
to look, I always look to Jesus as an example. And anytime in the Bible, Jesus encountered a leper, a sick person, a dead person. <laughs> Jesus wanted to alleviate the suffering. Right. Jesus wanted to heal. <clears throat> right. Jesus wanted to comfort. And if you believe, like I believe, that Jesus is a part of God, I can't imagine that there's an aspect of God that just is angry all the time and wants to pour out wrath upon humans who don't follow line by line some very questionable things that in society we have deemed as bad. Yeah. That's just my consent. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I the one thing about any kind of illness that comes across um, a nation or nations is that people are always going to look, <clears throat> excuse me, to a reason for it. We need a reason. Right. And if you get a scientific reason, for some people that's not enough. It's not good enough. Right. I need to know that God is coming soon. This is a sign. It's the apocalypse. You know, there are people who just like, I'm glad it's happening. Jesus can mm -hmm. come on and come. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, these people are really um, out, outside of common sense sometimes. Because yeah. you don't want to know any science behind anything. Everything is not God doing it. God, when Jesus died, it was finished. God ain't doing all this stuff. This is just things happening. It, yeah. You know, a lot of it is our fault because we are greedy and we're tearing down animal habitats. We're doing yeah. things that, that was never supposed to be done. You had enough room on this planet without interrupting their little lives, you had enough minerals, enough wealth for everybody. Yeah. But because we, as human beings, find ourselves being very, 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 very greedy to the point that we exclude 99% of the population. Yeah. So now you got problems. And sometimes you have problems that money can't solve. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, when I look at what's going on now in comparison, because when I read about the plagues, and like I said, some things have always bothered me about, and I hardened his heart. Um, and one of the things was, there's a scripture, and I don't think I wrote it down, but it, it was like God said, I did so you can, oh yeah, chapter 10. <laughs> One and two, God told Moses that he made Pharaoh stubborn and the Israelites would be able to tell the story of how God toyed with the Egyptians like a cat with a mouse. <laughs> it was a game. So for me, 
you know, that being in the Bible, uh, that's kind of a uh, problematic for me. Yeah. Because you are basically saying that you went to the extreme measure of killing their firstborn children to prove a point. This is this is what you did. Yeah. So why wouldn't people believe that what we face now is a part of the wrath of God? Right. That's what we keep coming back to. If you really read the Bible literally and take it literally, then you're always going to stand on the fact that this is a punishment. Mm-hmm. What the rabbis say, this is punishment for the pride parades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is punishment, but if I, I read the rest of it and, and he said, you know, Muslim countries don't have it, but Iran, which is a Muslim country, right? in the March 9th edition of, of the magazine The Atlantic, they stated the number of cases in Iran was 6,566. And that's undercounted because they are not telling everything. Right. So what is that? Oh, that's because the way they treat Israel. That's why they've got those cases. Right. So, we, you know, we have to be careful about the things that we say when we go and look at these these uh, stories in the Bible. And when we look at what's going on in comparison now, we have to be careful about what do you what do you want to call it? Um, declaring this a punishment for a certain group of people, right? Because then you you give people the freedom to feel like they can go and do stuff to people. Because what my wife and I we in a store this morning. Dollar Tree, and some lady tell her about uh, somebody breaking in a Chinese, breaking down a Chinese restaurant's door because of where this stuff started. Right. You can't just go attacking Asian people. Right. I, 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 I just don't understand the mindset of folk who, who are so. Um, there, I'm not saying that this was a religious person who did that, right. but but all in all, it's hand in hand, because even people who ain't religious start talking about this God's punishment. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. That's that's what I'm gonna say, because just like those ten plagues, scientists were able to break it down. So that it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it didn't happen because of things that, um, you know, were done to the earth. But a volcano eruption is a volcano eruption. Right. This stuff that we got going on now in comparison, I don't know. What's your thought on, on what's going on right now? Well, allow me to go down... The rabbit hole. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to turn the corner away from biblical spirituality into another realm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, okay, so the earth itself, you know, and we talked about this many times on the show. Like I said, it is an ecosystem. I believe that God made this ecosystem. Yeah. But I also believe, like you stated, that humankind has done things to this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And that part of God and part of the ecosystem that sometimes we don't fully understand has to do with Mother Nature. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Mother Nature as an entity, the Earth as an entity, will go through phases. Yeah. Where she (laughs) is trying to right the wrong. And I'm not saying that God does not have a hand on things that happen in the earth. Yeah. But if you look in our history of humankind, there have been entire populations that have been wiped out. Right. And sometimes it's because evil persists. Yeah. And evil people try to commit genocide. But also, Mother Nature did not come to play with (laughs) y'all. I wrote a whole poem called She Did Not Come to Play. (laughs) Because every living organism on this planet is trying to survive. Yeah. And when I used to teach sanitation and bacteriology, Mm. I would tell my students how intelligent viruses and bacteria are. Uh You have to keep the mindset that a virus is incredibly intelligent. It doesn't have a brain like we have, but it has a nucleus. Yeah. And it's the design of a virus to survive. It can adapt. Yes. It will adapt. Right. To its host, to its environment, so that it can live. And so I think that the science of it is we have these viruses. Mm -hmm. It's just doing what it does. Mm -hmm. It's trying to survive. Yeah. It's going to feed off a host. Mm -hmm. It's going to go in the body. Yeah. To the area that is most optimal for its survival. Right. I mean, I ain't trying to be funny, 
But when I saw that Virginia <laughs> didn't have any cases of the of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I need to get to Virginia. <laughs> Because that's what our brains do. We as a species have to understand how to live and flourish in an environment that is sometimes hostile to us. I don't think that that's, um, what's the word? I don't think that it's a, a negative or a wrath of God thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's an adaptability and evolution thing. Yeah. And for the Christian listening to me, mm-hmm. don't take evolution to mean that I don't believe in God. Right. I mean it that we we as human beings have to adapt. Look what we've already done. Hmm. They've closed schools. Yeah. Um, the people at businesses yep. are setting up regulations to have proper sanitation. Amazing. This is all in an effort to survive. Right. And adapt. When we know better, we do better. So I just want people to, one, not freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is concerning. We are all being affected. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like you. I don't think it's a good thing that we are using God to promote uh, hatred yeah. and vitriol yeah. against Asian people or gay people or any marginalized group. Right. Because as we've seen, once again, as the example of Jesus Christ, we are supposed to extend love comfort, you know, anything that we can do to try to help our neighbor. Right. And unfortunately, it isn't until something tragic like this happens that the best of humanity can shine. Right. The last thing is, like, for an example, I've seen friends of mine posting that they will help parents whose kids are out of school, if you don't have lunch or dinner for your children, they will provide something for you. I've seen friends who are offering to go to the store for elderly people who don't want to leave their home. And I believe that that's where we should focus our energy. Yeah. To extending whatever help and love that we can extend 
to the people in our community. And we, like you, we've got to get away from the extremism. Yeah. And know that things are going to ebb and flow. It's a weird time. I was out to the uh, gas station today, and the streets are just empty. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like a ghost town. Yeah. And yes, we are following protocols and being safe and washing your hands. Jeez. Man, who would have thought you had to do that? If nothing else, right. it made people wash their hands. Right. <laughs> Which who knew that was so controversial, right? Man, right? Wow. So, that's it. Well, you know, there's a story in the Bible about the Good Samaritan. Yes. You know, the people passed up the guy people that passed them up, one was the Levi priest. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't touch them. We don't get with them. There was another person that passed them by, walked onto the other cross the street. Mm-hmm. But then you had a Samaritan. And what's funny is the guy that was beat up was Jewish. Mm-hmm. The Levi priest, the Levite priest would not even stop and help his own. Yeah. So, you know, as you stated, and I've seen a lot of people say the same thing. You know, we've got this. We can help if you need to let us know. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, it's like, you know, we have a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And daycare is going to be closed. Yeah. So we've got to figure things out. Yeah. Because we still have to work. They haven't shut right. our jobs down. You right. know, we're, we're blessed that... Um, we have somebody, we may have a couple pe- people that's going to jump in and help us, but if not for that, and you know, we'd be up the creek. Right. So, it's, it's imperative when you look at stuff like this. What does it do? What does it do? Not just panic you, but it also uh-huh. helps you appreciate life. Yes. And the little things, because the little thing is what's going to save you. Washing your doggone hands. That's yeah. the smallest thing. That's the first thing that you're taught in kindergarten or nursery, whatever, daycare, whatever. That's essential yeah. hygiene. And it's a yeah. shame that there are people that still won't wash their hands. Yeah. I, I heard a, a pastor, and I just hate saying that he's a pastor. Say that only pansies and sissies use hand sanitizer and wash their hands to keep from getting coronavirus. Come on, man. Why is it that the idiots always want to come out? You know? Wait, can I add in something? Sure. Okay, one last thing. Jesus. Okay, so as a teacher, I'd like to explain this briefly. Okay. A soap molecule has two parts. One half of the molecule is what we call lipophilic. Okay. Lipo, just like 
liposuction, mm-hmm. fat, okay? Yeah. And silic meaning loving. So one end of a salt molecule is basically fat, dirt, oil, germ loving. Okay. The other half of a salt molecule is hydrophilic. Okay. That's water loving. Okay. If you put that together, you got a salt molecule. So what happens is when you put the soap on your hand, the lipophilic grabs the dirt, bacteria, and oil, and when you rinse your hand, the hydrophilic takes that dirt and oil and rinses it away. Mm-hmm. The problem with hand sanitizers and alcohol is that it kills the bacteria and germs on the surface of your skin and then evaporate. So as quickly as alcohol evaporates, there will be dead uh-huh. germs yeah. on the surface of your skin. Yeah. <laughs> and some of those germs, like I said, because germs are smart, can adapt and still live yeah. on the skin. Yeah. There is no substitute. For actually washing your hands. Yeah. And even if you use hand sanitizer, which can temporarily, you know, it can kill some bacteria on the surface, nothing beats washing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my other. Well, that just encouraged me to uh, wash more. Yeah, because uh, the hand sanitizer thing. I mean, I use it. We use it in the car. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. <laughs> soon as you yeah. started saying that stuff, I saw it in my head. See, that's the mm-hmm. problem of being a visual person. Right. You see things, <laughs> and it's nasty, and then mm-hmm. you're like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. right. yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Anymore. Yeah, because no. I mean, it's like hand sanitizer. Is putting the band-aid right. on the problem. Right. I had a dude that came into our shop yesterday. Dude had a cut on his hand. Uh. And he was like, well, I'm not using hand sanitizer because of this cut on my hand. <laughs> well, what about something? You didn't, say, you didn't say you was washing your hands. Right. So you just walking around with dirty hands because you got a man. You know yeah. what? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I got a cut. No. I got a, a artichoke thorn in my finger or something. Mm-hmm. I've been washing this doggone hand. <laughs> with the band-aid on it and all, man. I've been washing it because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking no chances. Thank you. <laughs> I wash my hands so much that my arms is breaking out. <laughs> oh wow! You can wash all your oil out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to follow it up with lotion, 
but I work with the public. Yeah. So as soon as I get done with one client, yeah, I wash my hands. Yeah. I put the lotion on, and 20 minutes later, I'm washing my hands again. Right. So you know, but hey, I'm doing what I can. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. There's that. Well. <laughs> I guess that was all we had to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I really hope you guys got something out of it and understanding that um, as we still traverse through the book, the Bible, we understand that there may be explanations other than what we've been given as we were growing up for the yeah. things and the stories that's in the Bible. But let's not yeah. let's not lose sight of what the story was about as a young man said he doesn't care why mm-hmm. it happened all he cares about is that the story was there to show that they how they got out of slavery that's yes. all they care about um the rest of us we have to deal with whatever pops up in our head like me right. i have stuff that pops up in my head i have to work that out i have to go to what? source and say hey did you for real do this you know <laughs> That's right. that's the relationship that I have, and I don't believe that it was all this and it was just a game and all that. That's not my belief. But again, that's right. my belief. As far right. as the what's going on now, let's be like the Good Samaritan. Doesn't matter yeah. who this person is. Let's understand, as my co-host said, who Jesus was. That's what we yeah. always come back to: the life of Jesus, what Jesus said how Jesus lived and the example that Jesus set for us to follow. Because if we follow that, we'll be fine regardless of what comes down here. We'll be okay. That's all I got to say. Amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. (laughs) All right. There's nothing else from MT, baby. (laughs) No, baby. All right. Well, I'm a spiritual stud. And I am MT, baby. And we thank you for listening. We love you. Be safe. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.